Hello and welcome to the Body Confidence Issue. I am Verity and I'll be your host for the series. Today we are joined by Jess. Jess is a super incredible human being. Um, and today we are going to be discussing with you all things sex, relationships, virginity, body confidence in the bedroom, red flags, birth control and everything and anything in between. So stay tuned to hear what Jess and I have to say. On Instagram and Twitter, on all my different Instagrams, because we have loads. <laughs> and on Twitter, what people wanted to talk about. And lots of people wanted to talk about, obviously I've spoken to about things like the peer pressure about virginity, like losing your V-card, but not personally losing your V-card. Make sense? Like the peer yes. pressure around it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I just thought we could start with virginity and make our way through, make our way through, work our way through, work our way through virginity and upwards. Because I feel like it, or you should start with virginity rather than relationships or something. So do you think you know when it's right to lose your virginity? I think one of the biggest things that as a whole, when it comes to sex, we all need to be aware of is virginity is not that big a deal. And what I mean by that is it can be a big deal individually, but your virginity, if you don't, if you don't view it as a big deal, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. There's so much pressure surrounding it and there really doesn't need to be. Yeah. I mean, you can take examples of some people view holding hands or kissing as more intimate than penetrative sex. And that's okay, but people have different views of intimacy and different kind of grading systems of intimacy. And for some, having penetrative sex isn't that big a deal. Also, then if we take it another step further and we're looking at non penetrative sex and sex in an LGBTQ community then that's also really, really valid. I think we need to move away from the idea that penetrative sex is the only type of sex there is. And when you do that, then all of a sudden, every intimate interaction you have with a person you care about, want to be intimate with, suddenly a little bit of that pressure comes off because you realise there isn't this just one thing that changes you as a person. Yeah. I totally, like, I really like that answer because I feel like there is so much especially at school like school age there is so much pressure around like you've got the populars walking around being like oh yeah lost my v-card or something and it's like if you haven't done it by 20 it's fine there's no issue yeah there's absolutely no issue it doesn't make you any less of a person no it doesn't and also if you did lose it at school and you have a lot of sex, that's absolutely fine. We live kind of in a society where people who identify as women who are women are kind of told that, okay, if you have a lot of sex, then your worth goes down. It's not okay to have a lot of sex with a lot of different people. And reality is it's absolutely fine. And it's it's ed- your body. You do what you want. Yeah, and the other edge of that, if you never have sex, that's also absolutely fine. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure surrounding it, and in reality, 
I mean, it's okay you feel pressure. I'm not going to invalidate feeling pressure. Hell, I feel pressure surrounding sex and intimacy. Oh, but exactly. The big, but the big thing is you don't need to. There's not this big yeah. thing. Having sex isn't going to fundamentally change you as a person. Yeah, no. If anything, it will just be disappointing <laughs> the first time. Because you, you psych yourself up, I, I think. You probably psych yourself up just, and then it doesn't, like, yeah, you're end up with in your what head. you think it's going to be. Yeah. Because I was it's... talking to someone the other day, and they were like, oh, but if you psych yourself up, you're going to give the best performance of your life. But if you don't know what you're doing, you can't give the best performance of your life. Like, well, I think the big thing there is looking at the rhetoric you're using. Sex isn't a performance. The other person is not an audience. Yeah. You are having sex with someone or multiple people. It's pleasure. And you also want to experience pleasure. But it's a mutual interactive experience in which neither is performing. You are just being. Yeah. And no one else is watching you. No one else is going to talk about your sex life. It's, I think people think that sex is such a taboo subject to talk about, that you're like, do you talk about it? Do you not talk about it? But I would talk about it. If you feel comfortable with it, talk about it. Yeah. But if you, if you, it doesn't matter if you don't want to discuss your sex life. If you don't feel like you really want to sit there and discuss your sex life with your friends, there is no pressure to do so because it is your sex life and it's a very intimate thing. And it's between, most of the time, it's between two people. Uh, yeah. I'm, but the thing I would say, maybe in contrast to that, is why generalizing but why women feel like they can't talk about it. And a lot of that is because sex a lot of the time was linked to women's intrinsic worth. And yeah. if women have sex... Have then... a baby, and that's that's their job. It is. Like, the whole idea of, oh, you wait three dates before sex. Well, guys aren't told to wait three dates before sex. Women are told to wait three dates before sex. If you want to have sex on the first date, have sex on the first date. Like, does it matter? It doesn't. And we use very derogatory words to describe non-men who have a lot of sex, like slut and whore. And there's nothing wrong with having a lot of sex. Just make, make I mean, make sure it's healthy, but as in make sure that not having sex is also healthy. You know, there's and nothing wrong with there's... having a lot of sex and talking about it. No. But then I think there are some... So when I had my first kiss, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I had my first kiss at 18. So I felt a lot of pressure because I was quite behind a lot of people. Like, do you get what I mean? Yeah. It felt like 18 was, like, I was an adult then. And then people were like, oh, my God, you haven't kissed anyone at 18. And I cried after my first kiss because it was nothing. I didn't imagine it. And if I'm honest, it wasn't the person I wanted to have my first kiss with. No, you did it because, oh, I'm 18. I had my first kiss. And I was a bit like... And I just felt like it went a bit down like a lead balloon. Like there was no, it was nothing special. And I just caved to this pressure that didn't need to be there. No, I mean, I don't remember my first kiss. I know it's happened, 
but I don't remember it. But what I do remember is the first time I kissed and made out with somebody I actually cared about and I actually was attracted to and I actually liked. I don't think that as a society we put as much value on the people used in these interactions. Not used, that's the wrong word, but the people involved in these interactions. Yeah. We shouldn't romanticise a kiss to the extent that we kiss for the sake of kissing because we care so much about having a kiss. We shouldn't romanticise relationships for the sake of relationships. So being going, oh, I want to have a partner. I'm going to go get a partner, but I, I don't care if it's the wrong one. I just want to have a partner. And then it brings, and then your your mental health and your, your self-worth gets questioned. If yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like, Massively. Because, because if it goes wrong, then you're going to sit there and think, shit, what happened that went so wrong? Or also, why wasn't I good enough? When sometimes people are in your life for a reason, but that reason isn't because you're not good enough for them. It's because you're trying to find who really works with you and the personalities. Yeah, definitely. Because also, I- if we kind of, with relationships, I'm going to use monogamous relationships as an example. They're not the only valid form of relationship at all. But so if we look at monogamous relationships, so somebody romanticized the idea of being in a relationship. So you go get in a relationship, you don't really like or value the person you're in that relationship with, but you just really wanted a relationship. And all of a sudden, you, you still don't feel great about yourself. Stuff isn't working, but you're really confused now because in your head you go, well, I've got a relationship. And I was yeah. told that if I have a relationship, if I've got a partner, I've got a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a partner then I'll be happy and now I'm not happy and then things so my dad I think my mum she needed some like reassurance she needed someone like approval um she lost her parents when she was really young so she didn't really have that like outlook of life and she was lonely and she she met my dad and they got married quite quickly they had children but it didn't work and there are a lot of reasons their relationship didn't work. But one of the main ones is that they are two totally different personality types. They are two totally different people. But she was lonely. She wanted children and she didn't feel she could get it from anywhere else. Mm. And it didn't work. And Alex and I, like, we have grown up with some, like, our parents rarely ever speak. And it's argumentative but that is like we have grown up with that and looking at it now as an adult I see why their relationship didn't work but as a child I thought it was because we were involved in that do you get what Mm -hmm. I mean and sometimes if a relationship isn't ready and you bring if you bring children into a relationship and they're not and it's not a working ready relationship it does impact because we sat there and questioned whether it was because we were here. Yeah. And that's that's hard as well, because as much as they don't mean it, and most relationships, if you're young, might not bring children in, but children are a very, like, they're a very, very big part about relationships, aren't they? Like, they're very valid. You have to, if you want a child, you have to think about everyone in the relationship, not just you yeah definitely it's I mean I'm gonna throw in a parallel kind of example with polyamory so if you're in a relationship with more than two people being involved 
though that third that fourth that fifth person is still incredibly valid yeah absolutely you have a different type of, so obviously you don't have the same relationship you have with your husband as you have with your child or you have with your wife as you have with your child like you may not have the same relationship you have with your wife as you have with your boyfriend that would be different but all of these individuals are completely and utterly valid and deserve to be respected and listened to it's not easy bringing in other people and furthermore they're not other people i say other with these huge quotation marks because they are just as valid on their own they're not an add-on a child is not an add-on a child is a value like is a valid actual being a girlfriend a boyfriend is not an add-on to a monogamous relationship they are a valuable individual and a valuable being and i think i think we all i would say coming like we have both done the same thing we both walked in sophie's thing and that's what brought us together but we both have very similar outlooks i think of the fact that everyone whether you say you need it or not everyone needs an approval from others and that is our biggest issue in society it's because social media you want that approval that you're just as good as someone on instagram yeah and then you question like your relationship if someone if a boy like your boyfriend or your partner is liking a model's post like you're like shit am i am i good enough yeah i mean i've never had it to that extent of something i like liking other people's posts but i am i completely agree and understand i completely understand and agree what you're saying about people wanting and needing external validation and that with the variety of relationships and friendships I have in my life so my best mate and flatmate Izzy she you know an amazing amazing friendship there but it was really important for me not to her she is valuable in her own right her job is not to give me external affirmation and I have to like myself. I have to give myself self-worth. It's not other people's job to do that. Yeah. External validation can be really nice sometimes, but that's not determining of your self-worth. See, I love this because I'm learning things that I need to do. Because <laughs> I think, like, growing up where my mum and dad weren't together, I have tried to get his approval a lot and I think we've had this conversation like my dad isn't isn't a huge role model in my life and he's he's not really very in my life Mm. and I still even though it's it's 20 20 years later I still want his approval because if I don't get his approval I question getting other people's approval because it's like, if I'm not good enough for him, am I, am I not good enough for anyone? But deep down, I know that if I'm good enough for myself, then mm-hmm. that's when things happen. Is because once you start acting like you know your worth, that's when people who value your worth and will treat you the same come along rather than accepting things that don't quite add up and aren't what you want or what you deserve and also i think a really big thing we just need to challenge or just identify is this whole idea of oh you know you get your self-worth and then you'll get a relationship yeah some people don't have exclusive monogamous relationships that's fine some people never have any form of relationship that's fine you killing self-worth isn't this 
next step you have to do to suddenly be worthy and valid and kind of get into being able to have a relationship that's utter nonsense self-worth is something you do for you yeah and once you I think once you find that self-worth you value your own opinion a lot more like you value your time so you're like do I want to waste my time or do I want mm-hmm. to do something that is going to benefit me and do, make me happy? Yeah. Does that make sense? That does make complete sense, Verity. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, like, moving on from, like, sex and that side of things, as a woman, I, <laughs> we are very much, there is a lot of stigma around women and relationships, women and sex. But most importantly, there is a lot of stigma around female pleasure. Pleasuring, like, just, you know, if you want to stuff, it's gross for a woman to watch porn, but it's fine for a man to watch it. Do you get where I'm going with this? A really big double standard. I just want to point out that gender isn't binary. There are more genders than just man and woman. But yeah, I do agree. In society's view of a gender binary, it's that men can be sexual and life potential but women cannot be because traditionally women's worth was oh you're pure and if you're pure that means you haven't had sex okay mm-hmm. that, that's how that works if you have sex with somebody you're not in an exclusive relationship with then you are not pure i remember watching 50 shades of gray with a mate like this was during lockdown and within the first 10 15 minutes I just suddenly felt so bad because the entire film reinforces this kind of virgin complex that if you're a virgin, you have worth. If you're a virgin, then you're sweet, you're innocent. And if you're sweet and innocent, then it means you're weak. And if you're weak, it means that a man can dominate you. And if a man can dominate you, you're the ideal woman. It's like Bridgerton. I was watching that the other week. Like, I don't get me wrong. It was a very good series. But yeah. the way about, like, presenting yourself at a ball to find your husband is not real life. It doesn't mean no. that your relationship is going to work. It brings us back to the point of if you're not ready for a relationship, you it's not going to work. If you don't get on or if you don't feel that you're at the same level or on the same page. Yeah, I think a really big thing is also just changing our rhetoric our vocabulary when it comes to that yeah it's not that now you know i don't have a boyfriend i don't have a monogamous relationship i don't have any of that doesn't mean i don't want one it means that currently right now i'm you know i'm good because hey not found somebody where i'm like woohoo fish bash bosh let's do that it's more i'm not at a point in life where that works but it's not because i'm not ready when you use words like ready, it reinforces that being in relationships are the end goal and eventually you get there. And people in relationships are better than you because they got to that level first. Yeah. See, another thing, what I, yeah, sorry, do you want to go? No, you go. I, I think a thing that Bridgerton does really well is that they highlight that yeah. so clearly. They highlight that and juxtaposition between man and woman. You see it with the Duke going to brothels. And then all the stigma that I've completely forgotten the woman's name. Oh, one of the characters, female characters, get when they see her kissing somebody. Oh, um, yeah, that where she goes and kisses. I think 
it's the Duke and they go into the garden. Yeah. And it's like, in okay, maybe not back in that era, but now if if you want to kiss, like if you want to kiss more than one person, you are allowed to, be it like not hearsay if you're in a very committed relationship between the two of you, but if you are in a very committed relationship that way, then the thought probably wouldn't even cross your mind because you're content, you're happy. But if you're just testing, like testing the waters, you're allowed to go out and as long as it's healthy and do you get what I mean? I do. What I think Bridgerton did did really well is because that is what society was like. That Mm. is the reality of how it worked. And they highlight how it's wrong. They highlight how it's bad. In Downton Abbey, they sort of mentioned it, but they didn't really. In Bridgerton, they very explicitly did it. And not in a way that it was kind of spood feeding the audience, but it was just you'd watch it and it would be very, very, very clear that, oh, there's a double standard going on here. Yeah. Something's not right. But it's also like the double standard comes in. And I think Bridgerton highlighted this really well as well, is the fact that the female characters, she had no idea about pleasuring herself or anything. Yeah, I have no idea about female pleasure. I feel like that's something they highlighted quite well because it was like by the end of the series, she got more comfortable with it. Whereas it's like you should be allowed if you want to do it to do it like there is there shouldn't be a stigma around it if you want to pleasure yourself pleasure yourself yeah all let's just say the word female masturbation isn't something to be ashamed of no that's a part of life should you wish to indulge in it we talk about men wanking people with penises wanking an awful lot there is a lot of jokes made about it but female pleasure female masturbation is shrouded in a lot of kind of shame and judgment and there's no need for that. But it's all I find really Yeah, continue. you go. Oh me? Yeah. What I find quite interesting is I remember going growing up with UK secondary school sex ed. I remember being told about condoms from as early as I remember. And I remember in year seven a woman teacher telling me to use flavoured condoms when giving oral sex. So they explicitly acknowledged that people with penises can receive oral pleasure it was only when i was in upper sixth that i was told about a dental exam and that women can experience oral pleasure as well people who want to experience oral pleasure on say so not just penis vagina but also anus like that is also a thing what exists you know the entire sex education system in england it seems to implicitly reinforce this idea of male pleasure and refuses to acknowledge that non-male pleasure or non-male penetrative pleasure exists. It's a very male-dominated lesson. Because I remember I went to... So I went to an all-girls school and I think I was oh. I was year nine, year nine or ten, and we put, like, we have plastic penises and we put condoms on them. But it's like, yeah, but you can get a female condom. So why can't we learn about putting these on as well? Yeah, why didn't you learn about a femidon? Why can't why we learn... learn about that? If we're, we're at an all-girls school, 
we should be taught about our own sexual needs and our own how to do it for our like do you get what I mean instead of trying to please the other person in the relationship yeah. also it's completely reinforcing this idea of heterosexual sex yeah okay, what about I have I remember my friends so two men who had no idea that you had to use condoms and protection when engaging in say anal sex or you know oral sex around the anus and stuff like that they had no idea you had to do that yeah because sex education really reinforces this heterosexual idea of sex and which also then implies that non-heterosexual sex non-monogamous heterosexual sex is wrong or it doesn't doesn't exist and it shouldn't because it's not in the curriculum yeah yeah i think that is something they have changed now starting i think it was starting with the uh, last September or something. I think I obviously I went to a church school, so I think maybe it might be a little bit different. Like especially like at a Catholic school, you're obviously gonna learn. Sorry, at, you're gonna learn what is very specific to their roots. Yep. But I think at a church school you can ease it a little bit, and then at a like a non-religious you should be taught about every like all different types of sexual relationships because you shouldn't be going out into the world thinking shit is this wrong is this right can I do this can I not and questioning your decisions because most people like your average age people lose their virginity is about 15 so we should be teaching it in schools way like people should be allowed to hear about all different types of sex before Especially when people are losing it at like 15. Like there's nothing wrong with that age. But do you get what I mean? No, the only issue comes in when it's not done in a healthy way. Yeah. And I don't feel like that's taught. That's not taught either. It's like, did you give consent? Yes or no. But there is no... Because it's not just that. It's And it's how people are like, oh, but it's it's what you wore. But then you never look at the male side of things of where a man gets raped no there is a huge issue when it comes to consent and my whole i remember talking to somebody about feminism and they said oh it's just women wanting more rights and i had to stop myself and i just looked at them and i was like no yes there is a massive gender stereotypes that are harmful to all genders the idea of toxic hegemonic masculinity is horrible not just because what it means for non-men and how it kind of justifies the subjugation and objectification of non-men however it tells men that they have to behave a certain way yeah you vary from that form of masculinity then you're worthless you're not okay there's something wrong with you i.e when harry styles wore a dress on vogue uh, a lot of people are like, yes, this is what we want in today's like today's society. Uh, and you had people like Hamas Owen who were like, no. Yeah, when, oh, who was it? Was it her who said, oh, men should go back to being men? What's wrong Bring with Bring back manly men. men. It's like, no, because we're not in a society. Like, people are like, you shouldn't say bring back manly men because I am, like, he can wear a dress. But if yeah, he I, can't wear it. a dress women can't wear suits so why is it that women can wear a suit and be labeled powerful but a man can't wear like a man can't wear a dress and he's labeled non-manly 
Yeah, and even then, what is a manly man? So then let's actually look at hegemonic masculinity and toxic masculinity, which justifies and says that the objectification and the subjugation of non-men and marginalised groups is okay. So the whole entire idea of hegemonic masculinity is really from colonialism and rooted in that. I don't know about you, I don't like colonisers. I think that's wrong. Maybe we shouldn't say bring back manly men. And if we do, maybe we should change what the name manly means. Yeah. Because then actually, what, what is this person saying? Oh, she wants a confident, dominant, um, aggressively masculine man. Yeah. Or confident and dominant. That's for all genders, mate. I think we all like a bit of confidence and we like people who know what they're doing a bit. Aggressively man- masculine aggressively maybe we shouldn't ever use that word when you know qualifying something and masculine traits very much like feminine traits aren't but i always feel like i feel like as just as a generalized human being we have masculine and feminine traits no matter your gender no matter how you identify you have both traits yeah there is no because it's very silly to think that people can be completely different yeah because i'm not being funny but i know that you're a very independent woman very independent but you know that i am of that level and i will go out of my way to prove that i can do something oh yeah. if a man tells me i can't do something then i will do it because i don't i don't feel like i have to like be like oh i need a man to come and help me put some flat pack like put some flat pack furniture up or build something if i want it i will do it myself yeah because i have been taught not to rely on anyone else not to need anyone yeah i think that that whole mindset is really good as long as you do acknowledge that hey sometimes you do need help sometimes you should talk to people about how you're feeling about situations and dealing with stuff so I agree that you shouldn't look to other people for help and yeah. for validation, as we said beforehand. But then we also do acknowledge that there is no shame in doing so. And it's like, if you look at your friends for validation, but sometimes if you are... So friendship groups can be quite difficult. If you have a big friendship group, you have there are a lot of people you can go to and talk to like our friendship I will come to you and I will talk to you about things like this and if I need your advice I will ask for your advice Mm -hmm. if I was to go to Chelsea I probably wouldn't like Chelsea is my whole like I love her dearly very much and she is a huge part of my life but I don't think I'd go to her for a relationship advice no because I don't feel like we have that level. We are of the same, but we both have never been in a relationship, but we both have very different outlooks. We do. Like, for example, I would say I have been in relationships. I've just never had a boyfriend. Yeah. And that's because I'm very aware with myself that I'm not going to go and get into an exclusive monogamous relationship or when, you know, I don't kind of feel like that suits me at the moment or I have found kind of the person for that. Yeah. Which leads on to the idea that what you want, your preferences do change. It's fluid. For example, me having 
interactions and relationships with a variety of people at the same time will then change and that's absolutely fine and it's also absolutely fine that I could then in a few years time go yep I just want to have one person want to sell down just want that nobody else either and then variations because it's not just those two things you could have a monogamish relationship which is when you're completely monogamous but then sometimes you just go and have a one night stand you could have relationships that have in huge different varying degrees of polyamory and I think the whole idea of monogamy itself we as a society we only talk about one form of monogamy yes. that works you know for a lot of people and there's a reason people are monogamous there are like basic like kind of benefits to it um it sometimes it's just one only one person easier to deal with but there are other forms of relationships that are just as valid yeah. and then leading on from that it's okay to change your mind it you are fl- you are going to change for example verity you you don't have the same interests and hobbies as you did when you were 12 no no exactly different. it'd be very silly to think that your relation so what that was eight years ago and you're a very completely different person so you in eight years time could be or why would very you want different. the exact same thing yeah but i think it brings like pressure with friends becomes oh, yeah. a huge topic when we talk about things like this because I think if you are, say you are part of the LGBTQ community and you aren't, you aren't sure, say you're questioning it and you don't know and you need someone to talk to, but you don't feel like you can talk to your parents because sometimes that is the case. And sometimes yeah. some parents, I know that if I, if that was me, I probably wouldn't discuss it with my mum or my dad because that's just not like, I love my mum dearly, but that is not the relationship we have because mm. there is that pressure. But I think also with friends, there is that pressure. There's that pressure. Oh, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you, like, done the other? Do you know what I mean? Like, if you have a group of friends, there is... If you have a group of friends and that's their mindset, I'd say you should get better friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But I think, especially at school, I think people don't really realise if you are at school at the time, you don't realise that you're going to leave school and you probably won't talk to most of these people again. No. Because I can count on one hand how many people I talk to from school. But these people I, I didn't person. talk to at school. Yeah. And I think if you are part of the popular crowd or something, there is that pressure. There is that, but have you done it yet? Do you get what I'm... Yeah, I completely get what you mean. Popular people... I mean, everyone in my school, I had a, you know, I didn't love school. I loved education, nerdy as it is, and I loved learning. I did not love school. Yeah. School and I did not get on. We, and we've both spoken about that. I think the most important, to anybody listening who is in school, I know it seems like a big deal now, but school is just a few years of your life, and then yeah. you move on. School days aren't the best days of your life. If they are, that's really upsetting and depressing. Your life gets a lot better. It does. You meet better people. Okay, it's stupid to think that in a room of 100 people, however many people are in your year group, you're going to like and get on with every single person. Yeah. Because if so, that means you're all the same. And that's boring. If you do, then hey, that's okay. No shame on that. Yeah. But it's absolutely fine to not like everybody. It's okay to be rejected by every social norm they throw at you. And, it- and it's okay to do 
like what you want to do to put yourself first and to be like no this is this is what I want to do and if I don't agree that's fine I can I can move on with that as long as I'm doing it for me yeah I remember being in school when I kind of started that mindset and started going actually I don't like what these people are doing I don't like what I've been doing I want to be different I want to be a better person um and my definition not the necessary definition of better but my definition of better I started doing that and boy did I get hate and stick for it and rumors and it was horrible but the thing is I got through it and then I I got over it I'm very funny bullying me another thing people wanted to ask obviously we can't talk we can't be on the body confidence issue podcast without talking about body confidence (laughs) yes especially like in the bedroom before whatever like I don't know about you but sometimes don't get me wrong I can strip naked in front of you and that is fine and I feel confident but stripping naked in front of a boy scares the shite out of me yeah I mean (laughs) I guess it took me a while but I love my body now I mean I still have days where I look in the mirror and go Jess you're ugly piece of trash you're fat (laughs) you're fat cow you're not but i'm aware that that is not reality and that's just jess having a bad bad moment yeah you should probably go get some breakfast and have a cup of tea (laughs) and then because so i study international relations um for the first semester of that we were just looking at a lot of theory yeah that links to masculinity and i then just started going into the psychological analysis and so this was last year when we could go out and now this is not a healthy mindset but i realized that with a massive generalisation, a heterosexual 19 to 24-year-old man, boy. Yeah. They, you just show them boobs and they'll be, they'll lose it. They're like, yeah, sweet. They're, they'll just be happy. <laughs> I realised I was talking to my mate the other day. Um, if, a, if a woman's naked and you, like, you can't see her ribs, Count chub and cellulite, and he literally went just happy to be getting any. So, I guess when you realize that men aren't that complex and <laughs> your worth is not intrinsically linked to them, yeah, then it's fine. I remember wearing, I think I was wearing a crop top and shorts this summer at in, I think it was in Lincoln, so hometown, don't go there. I remember somebody coming up to me and telling me that I looked ugly and for my body shape I shouldn't wear that. Um, and they walked away and I just moved on because their opinion is not valid to me. You know, if, yes. somebody, if you do get naked and somebody goes, ooh, that's disgusting. Okay, please. bye. <laughs> and I think that comes under like a red flag. If someone's like, um, that's not what I expected or what I wanted it's like um it's my body I I do what I want oh exactly and um so and if your partner you then have a horrible reaction that's also horrible you don't do that because the thing is you're you like that person yeah it's not about it's about personality over the like over looks because I remember I was on tiktok and there was a thing about 
I think it was a guy and he was asking questions. He was like, women, be brutally honest. And I was watching it and it was like, would you date someone who is really ugly but has a really good personality or really hot and has a really gross personality? And the amount of people who said really hot but had a gross personality, it's like your looks on someone else for someone else's validation. Your personality is what people want yeah and also and looks are a bonus hey you talked about going on a one night stand you're not gonna Mm. know that person's personality but you will know how like whether you're attracted to them off the bat so yeah it's fine to have a very superficial relationship with someone as long as everybody in that relationship knows it's superficial and there is an actual valuing of each other i don't recommend that doesn't sound the most healthy thing in the world but, you know, it exists and it makes people happy. So you do you. But, yes. you know, getting naked is something that happens. Everybody gets naked. Also, if you have sex with somebody and you keep your top on, that's also fine. You don't have to get naked to have sex. Yeah. Like, that's also but fine. As, as you have covered, nakedness, nudity isn't really intimate because if you think about it growing up our parents used to dress us do you get where i'm going with this like our parents used to dress us why does nudity shouldn't matter if you want to get naked then you get naked because everyone has like the basics everyone has a body you have legs you have arms some people so for me, like yeah, nothing. I'm okay getting naked with somebody I want to. But yeah. I know people who have a lot of on getting naked. And that's fine. That's okay. What yeah. you've got to do is then not shame other people for getting naked. And what the people who like getting naked can't shame the other people who don't like being naked. As it's long all as... about finding a middle ground. Is As long as we all accept that we're all a little bit different. We all got some little different quirks. We like doing stuff differently. And mostly, as long as everyone does it healthily, it's fine. Okay. Hypothetically, let's say, oh, I don't agree with them being naked with anybody but your significant other. You know. Well, that's fine. I can have this opinion, but I'm not allowed to shame you for being naked with 20 people. Okay. That's not something I can do. I can have that opinion for myself. Yeah. But I can't dictate everybody else's behavior. And I think you can sort of see where generations are different because I remember telling my mum that I was going to do Sophie's show. I didn't tell her what it was, what was happening until I came home. <laughs> but my mum's like, well, that's, that's not, I don't like that. I don't want you to do it again. And I was like, but it's my life. And if I want to do it, I can. I was like, your opinion is you don't find nudity. You think it's a very intimate thing. But I said, my opinion is if I want to do it, I can because I feel comfortable in doing it. I was like, but I have learned a lot about myself throughout the process of the day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you can keep your opinion and I'll value your opinion. But it doesn't mean that my idea and how I go about life is going to change. Yeah. In contrast, when I told my parents about the sofa teething, they're like, that's amazing. Take loads of pictures. Have an amazing time. You know? And my mum... So bringing it into it, I was I was talking to a guy whilst um, 
on that day and probably the biggest regret of my life is is that talking like letting them in my life because I lost a lot of self-value I lost I lost a lot of like self-respect for who I was and wanted to do everything to please them and that's not the way it should have gone but my mum was like I'll send it to that person I was like no I don't want to and she was like why not and I was like she's like you're getting naked in front of 20 odd people walking in front of a thousand yet you won't send it and I was like because looking back at it now I wasn't comfortable to send that to him but I was comfortable to do it do you get where I'm going yeah a lot of it has with intention and linking that a naked body is not just sexual yeah and in that situation where you've been sending that image there would have been a lot of sexual connotations and that's not how you were viewing it so I was doing it for myself to grow and I didn't think it really it didn't he didn't really need to see it because I didn't want him to no and you posted a lot about it on social media so yeah yeah and if he if he saw it through social media fair play but if he didn't he didn't and it that doesn't bother me because that is said person I had my first kiss with and I was like I wasn't it just wasn't working it wasn't looking back now it wasn't what it could have been no because I wasn't the right person he wasn't the right person for me and that's why nothing ever felt happy nothing ever felt good nothing ever happened and I think and that is okay and I think it comes like links to sending nudes if you're comfortable send a nude yeah do you get me like Sophie called her send nudes and she received what a thousand yeah and they all had incredible stories yep and I love what she does because she really tries to show that everybody is unique and everybody is different and if you if you want to send a nude send a nude like everyone's seen a naked body before there shouldn't be as much pressure or as much stigma if you send a nude you send it like it's not like people haven't seen it before no you're completely right it's like going into the hospital so when you have an ecg they'll put you in a gown but they've got to put all these stickers under your boob yeah and they're like oh i'm really sorry and it's like i'm and they're very comfortable with it and sometimes you like I'm okay with it I've had so many now that I'm comfortable with it do you get what I mean I'm like yeah sure whatever yeah but for other people they'll be like oh my god no and it's like everyone has seen a body before everyone has seen a breast before it Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily matter because it's all been seen before it's just how you value it It is I think a big thing that I want to be careful of there's no shame with having those opinions and those thoughts no, and those feelings not. the thing is though why do you have these thoughts and opinions and feelings is it through choice or is it because of what society has indoctrinated you to believe now yeah like you've said before kind of how you know the sophie t thing and the few months previously made you relearn a lot of you know say ingrained social beliefs and social ideas yeah now if you are aware of 
all of what society is telling you to do and you still adhere to what society says, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. awareness that what society kind of pressures you to do exists. Societal pressure exists. Mm-hmm. And then checking, okay, am I doing this because I want to or because society tells me I'm meant to? Yes, absolutely. That's a big thing. And I think that links with like, um, so obviously working in retail, especially during lockdown, there has been a numerous build up, like percentage of people who are buying a sex toy. Sex toys shouldn't be like everyone. I think they get really embarrassed when they're at the checkout and then it makes you feel quite embarrassed. And you're like, but you, you don't need to be embarrassed. It's it's not, it do, it doesn't matter. You, you do you, you, do what you want but i want to know your opinion what age do you reckon is is too young for a sex toy like because there is i know that where i work we have to id people for this oh my god and i don't i don't think that's right i'm like if you that's fine if you want to do it you you do that but you shouldn't have to be over 18 to buy it well let's think in say i'm pretty sure it's sweden maybe switzerland denmark area and their sex education now their sex education focuses on pleasure you know as well as all the safety bits and bobs they also focus on pleasure and um, people yeah. with vaginas get given small bullet vibrators during that because it's you know explore your pleasure explore you and, that's good i think and you know, there's nothing wrong because then you're telling people basically what you're saying is, oh, there's a limit as to a there's an age appropriate time where you can masturbate. Mm. Uh, the only difference is you're using a toy, a device to help you pleasure yourself. You know, and I'm not. And if we all shifted masturbation away from sexualization and just a normal part of life, there wouldn't be this question because it yeah. would just be normal you know, um, but the thing is we make a lot of jokes about how men masturbate so guys know how to masturbate usually that's but there is never any there's never any talk about female masturbation yeah you don't get it's told always... how to do that okay no men kind of don't like i mean granted neither of us are men or have experienced being men, so we are both coming at that with a completely warped perception. Yeah. But, but I remember, no, like, I it's... know how men, you know, wank, because there are so yeah. many jokes made about it on TV. But also, when you, like, if you were to ask a man, like, I have seen a lot of these, like, quite recently, especially on Twitter, women have sent a picture of, like, an in-depth, not an in-depth picture, but a scientific diagram of a vagina. And they have asked, they have said, right, okay, where where does what what do you do? How how does the vagina work? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Just put it in. And it's like, but there are a lot more ways. There's a lot more to it than just oh, there's a lot of different in. ways to experience pleasure. A lot of people with vaginas don't know, you know, actually how to what a diagram of a vagina represents where the clitoris is i know women who don't know where the clitoris is that's fine you should probably learn mate it's like it's on your body but yeah not knowing where a hand is you know learn know who you are and there's a lot of shame surrounding that because female masturbation is shrouded in shame but you know so we, i don't think we should shame 
non-women and other genders for not understanding a vagina. No. We should just acknowledge that that exists. And, and we should be able to acknowledge that. <laughs> but I think that that links with the idea of people having... So, 50 shades and 365 days and what else? Bridgerton. Kinks, pleasures and unprotected sex. I think that all links because everyone's kinks are different. Everyone's pleasures are different. We should just stop saying the word kink and just say, oh, you know, you just have different types of pleasure. There's no shame in having kink because kink is just... Exactly. It's like, what flavour of ice cream? It's like, oh, we like ice cream. I like chocolate. You like strawberry. You like banoffee. Like, there's just different types of ice cream. There's no shame with kink. In what you like. Yeah. Just don't force feed somebody chocolate ice cream when they really want strawberry. <laughs> I love how you, you put things like that. I love it. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> that's that's the real reason but, this is going on. I'm just really hungry. <laughs> I No, but it's a good way of putting it because... No two people are the same. No. Even identical twins have different goals in life, different ambitions. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay to have, to be different and to not stick with society's expectations or ideas of what the world should be like. Yeah. It's okay to have different opinions and sometimes, sometimes it's healthy to have a debate. Yeah. Like a healthy debate. A healthy debate, so not if... an argument, a debate. No, a healthy debate. Yeah, I think a big thing when it comes to sex and kink is what I said previously about relationships is that it can change. It can fluctuate. Yeah. Also, say you, um, or even like when you have, you know, other partners or if you're in a point where your life where you're in a casual seeing phase of seeing a few people sexually um or as many as you want at many time you know if you like different things with different people that is okay you know it's you're not always going to be exactly the same and want to replicate that because like you say people are different they have different nuances so you explore yourself differently doing say i'm gonna specify role play role play can get can get shrouded in a lot of shame role play an age play but the emphasis is on play it's not real uh, you know yes if we look at some kink it's not real and all parties involved know it's not real but it's just a way to express themselves in that moment say you're with somebody and there's light choking okay they don't actually well they shouldn't go around just choking people on a whim usually okay they don't the reason that happens is because oh you've already talked about it and they check in and you both talk and you're like yep i'm i'm still okay with this and you find a level of where you're yeah, happy like, don't break a bone but some people are into that you know yeah but don't like if if they want to be choked until they're purple in the face that's fine but as long as that has been agreed on their level and their grounding and between however many people in a relationship if that's what you want as long as it's been discussed and you're all happy with that yeah and that level then that's fine but don't go around if it's your 
if you enjoy that but your partner doesn't don't just spring that on them because that's not fair that's uncomfortable yeah the big thing is communication yes big whoop whoop (laughs) so big things to learn are communicate and try not to I think letting go of the pressure and that's easier said than it is done but if you are trying and you find that you've got a friend who you can talk about it with discuss with it like talk about it put it in everyday conversation definitely it's like you know just I'm not gonna say calm down because it implies people aren't already calm but just (laughs) accept that you're gonna you're going to fuck up some things I can't say that I can't swear on this I'm gonna redo that entire line really people just need to accept that sometimes they'll mess up and they're not gonna enjoy every you know single aspect they'll do some things wrong and you'll learn from that and that's okay rom-coms are not real life you're not always going to look perfect you don't have a script editor okay you can't run through and like edit every single thing you say you're probably not going to have big in-depth monologues you know when you're talking to somebody because that's not real life life is not a rom-com and the sooner everybody is aware of that the better exactly and i think it's like with going back to relationships if you haven't had one at all and it just you just have decided that right now you're very happy living your own life doing life how you want to people shouldn't be making you uncomfortable with that because I remember I was talking to someone and I said that I hadn't had a relationship and that I was very content with where I am in life and what I'm doing and I have found the path that I want to go down But I remember they made it really awkward and they were like, oh my God, well, why not? Why haven't you? And I'm like, because I'm living for myself. I'm doing what I want to do. And if it happens, it happens. But I'm not pressurising the situation. No. Oh, God. And it's like, don't don't make people feel ashamed for what they have or they haven't done. Don't put pressure on them to explain themselves. Because sometimes it's you just haven't had one because... you haven't had one and that is okay i remember talking to somebody and they went yeah but just you know it was somebody i was seeing and they went yeah but just you know i'm you know you haven't actually been in a relationship and i went hold up hold up mate i have but it's just not been romantic i have i have you verity and we've got very different relationships what i have with my flatmates with my best friend the relationship i have with my parents my sister I have a lot of relationships. Yeah. I have in-depth relationships. you got a relationship with somebody that's actually, you know, really value and love each other. You've had disagreements. You've had fallings out and you've had to get over that. Mm-hmm. You've learned everything in this relationship, which you need. The difference is you just haven't yeah. had it with somebody you're intimate with in that sense. Romantically. Romantically you intimate. Haven't had- then I'd say I'm extremely yeah. emotionally intimate with you. You know, and yeah. that's something... But I would, I would say the yeah. same with you because I don't feel like with Chelsea, I don't, Chelsea and I, it sounds like we have a shit friendship, but we really you don't. don't. You just know each like, other and you go, oh, I, I'm, I'm just not going to talk to them about this. Nothing wrong with that. But emotions, we are, Chelsea and I are both the same star sign, but she is very open with how she feels. Like whereas that. I am very much, I'll deal with this on yeah. my own or worst case, I'll ask Jess. <laughs> 
and that that is it like there is no I don't discuss my feelings with my mum I'm like I rarely cry in front of my mum that is because that is just who I am and that is okay and sometimes it takes me a little while to realize that I need a bit of help but I know who to go to for that help yes (laughs) and that's okay too like it's okay to have different levels of like if you're really emotional with one person and you're really outgoing with another like Chelsea and I we've never had an argument but our friendship our relationship is based on fun yeah it's based on happiness laughter memories because that's because when we're together all we come out of is we are literally just one big laughing mess sounds about right but that is just us and we're happy with that and we're content with that and that's okay absolutely and it's okay to be on very different levels it is it's different and have different life goals you're allowed that and every like even in an romantically intimate relationship you're allowed different goals people seem to think that relationships of a romantic sense I mean, yeah, I, I'm aware they probably they give you certain things that you don't have in non-romantic sexual friendships. But it's nobody's job to make you happy. People care. Like, I care. Yeah. You're not happy. I, I want to make you happy. I want to help. But say you start dating somebody, it's not that person's obligation to make sure that you are okay 24-7. Yeah. And I think, like, I have always grown up with the outlook of happiness is a journey, not a destination. You can't reach the end goal of being happy all the time because happiness is an emotion. It's a feeling. No one is happy all the time. Oh, that's fine. Like, it's impossible. Because there is going to be days where you're you're sad or you're angry and that's okay to feel other emotions. It is. It's absolutely fine to not always be 100% happy. It's fine to compromise on things. That's all fine. As long as the majority of what you're feeling is positive. It's fine. Exactly. I think this has been a very cool discussion. Yeah. I've had a lot I've of fun. I've had a lot of fun, Verity. Thanks so much for having me on. That's okay. Thanks for joining me and we'll catch up properly. Oh, I miss you. Because I miss you. Oh, look, see? We're really adorable, mate. (laughs) We are. See, look, totally different friendships what I have with other people. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a daughter. But thank you for joining me and being very cool and open and having a good in-depth chat that is okay thank you so much for having me i've loved every part that's okay it's been great to have you i'll link all your links everywhere um yeah so thanks thank you Bye. bye